it is time once again. Hello, my filthy Winchesters. This is your dusty Springfield Sanborn Smith and his Boogerfield Bushmaster, Beware the Hairy Mango. Ah, crap. Is it that time of year again already? The one month where I have to work as much as normal people? Welcome to Mucho Mango Mile 2013. Woo! That's about all you get around here for an opening ceremony, I'm afraid. Woo. Nothing like starting out an event with part three of something. Today's story is a continuation from the last three stories, so you may want to go back and listen to those, but honestly, if you don't, this story will make about as much nonsense as any of our other episodes. Notice how I like to use plurals like we and are when I'm talking about this show, even though it's only me here. It's our way of spreading the responsibility. In fact, there's slightly more of us now than there were three sentences ago. Our numbers are expanding. Okay, it's true that we're all talking about the inches of our many waistlines. Maybe it's time to cut back on our marshmallow. Marshmallow by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Well, the folks on Mars were getting along okay with their high vugget diets, and front on Earth, the vast orchards of chicken trees were blooming, but eventually Joe went and died. Without him, there was no more food on Mars. You would think that someone else could just go to Earth and take over production, but no one wanted to be the one lonely bastard on Earth with that creepy imaginary monkey scrapwood wife. Wait, maybe you should go back and listen to the last three episodes. Anyway, those lazy Smartians had become so smart that everyone just wanted to sit around and think all day, so they'd never gotten the farms going. Once the food stopped coming, however, food was was all they could think about. But thought food wasn't filling any bellies, not even their mind bellies. Something had to be done. Then that lady who pulled that here to there trick last show figured out a way to bring that cheese moon to Mars, in a manner of speaking. Her name was Shirley, and Shirley added an A-R-E-L-L-A to the end of Mars and turned the planet into Marzarella, which sounded kind of like mozzarella, and that seemed like it would be okay at first. But it didn't go as well as her first idea because this time the spelling was off and the best they got was a planet that tasted eerily similar to processed cheese food, but with even less nutritional content. Everybody complained on her. Hey, at least I tried something, she said. Let's see you bastards do better. So those bastards took away the A-R-E-L-L-A and added an I-P-A-N for marzipan, which was still a misspelling but with worse consequences. Instead of a tasty German confection, they turned their adopted world into a giant frying pan with a pouch in which it carried its baby frying pan. Shirley was delighted. Good job, assmongers. Eat the baby frying pan, why don't you? Eat the baby frying pan! Let's pause here for a moment and add that last line to the list of sentences you never expected to hear before you subscribe to the show. Man, she really wanted to see someone eat the baby frying pan, but she was hungry herself. So she removed the I-P-A-N and added an H-M-A-L-L-O-W, and there's the title of our episode. The last remnants of the human race, and by that I mean pretty much the entire human race, minus Joe, had transformed the fourth planet from the sun into a gigantic marshmallow. Now that you could eat, yet still they griped. Marshmallow was nice, but was that all there was? Shirley said, If I fix this, will you all promise to make me your prime minister? Yeah, whatever, they said, knowing she couldn't fix it, even though she'd fixed everything so far, except for the teeth they lost when she tried to force the baby frying pan down their throats. But they suspected she hadn't tried terribly hard to fix those. But Shirley fixed the first thing. Suddenly, a ginormous cup of cocoa, even bigger than the gigantic marshmallow, swept up their entire planet, and that shut them the hell up. Everybody liked chocolate. How in the hell did you pull that off? Asked everyone who wasn't busy slurping. I simply removed the J-U-P-I-T-E-R from Jupiter and added a C-U-P space O-F space H-O-T space C-O-C-O-A. Easy peasy. Without another word, they made her their prime minister. Not because she fixed the problem, but because they were scared of witches. She had even added a P to easy at the end there to rub her power in their faces. Shirley celebrated her newfound power by lording it all over the secundae and tertiae ministers who weren't nearly good enough in Latin to realize that there was a job opening above them. 
Top that, Kim Stanley Robinson. If this story coked your dunko, you can plop it and other sticky goobers at the URL of the Marshmallow LL, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Murmur creepily in the comments for this post or C3P mail me and we'll- Oh, Christ, I just stepped into Star Wars jokes. Ugh, all over my shoe. And Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or Darth Vader or something at BewareTheHairyMangoGmail.com. The SF and SF signal sometimes stands for someone Filipino, other than Charles Tan, I mean, who's paid top dollar to smuggle SFSignal.com off the internet and release it into the jungle where it can run free and be reunited with its SFSignal.mom. Ah. Tell your local pestilence dealer on the street that this show plagues all sorts of people and she should totally spread it around. It's catchy as hell. Tweet down the street that all your Twitter followers should strut toward my butt and follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity where we'll tell Tony Monero to drop that paint can and point awkwardly toward the ceiling. Does anybody under 40 get that joke? Does anybody over 40 get that joke? Don't wait until the end of the month to reward me for all of my hard work. That's when everyone else will be doing it too and everything will be all jammed up and your money will be tripping over each other. Drum a beat on the donate button now and be the first on your block to hand me one solitary dollar. There's really no need to bring up the fact that you'll also be the last on your block. This podcast spritzes ebulliently from the neck of an overpriced bottle of Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-like 3.0 unported licenses. You thought I was gonna say the neck of something else. Until tomorrow, that's right, plain old tomorrow. This will be your half-assed, fully-hipped host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, telling you that love will find a way, even if it has to chew its way through your walls. So get your shots, kids. Good night.